0: Right, ladies and gentlemen, today we are sitting down with a very talented animator who's trying to change the scene here in New York City. So we're going to get into all of that real soon. Welcome to the show, Chavez Sanchez. What's going on, my man? I'm doing good. How
1: you doing, Peter? Thanks for
0: having me. Absolutely. It's, 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 uh, it's nice having on someone like you. We've had on an animator in the past. Maybe you know him. Maybe you're friends with him, actually. I don't know if you know Peter. Uh, Gerardo
1: yeah uh, yeah I watched his uh, his episode is great
0: yes so you know you're an animator he's an animator cartoonist all that stuff you guys kind of remind me of each other in that sense that being said me also bringing up the fact that you're trying to change the scene here in New York I noticed that you've created this LLC this is animation studio
1: yes sir Aguardo.
0: how are you gonna how are you gonna go about changing the landscape here in the city
1: um, I started uh, Cleo Studios LLC about four years ago, um, and to be quite honest, you know, I, I, uh, I, was, I was just starting out. Um, the first year was a lot of uh, trials and tribulations, um, you know, just getting, just getting started, uh, pulling together a team of animators. So I, I went to the high school of art and design, uh, and I studied animation there for three years, uh, and I was very inspired by all of my peers, um, because I was in a classroom full of like super talented animators, uh, a lot of them who, who were much better animators than me. And then I was learning about uh, just a little bit about the industry and the fact that there most of the jobs uh, for uh, 2D animation and, and even 3D animation uh, are out west. So I was kind of looking at the landscape. I didn't really personally want to leave New York. Um, I have very strong roots here. I'm, I'm a Brooklynite, I'm a New Yorican. Um, so I, I, uh, I wasn't ready to leave. Uh, and I thought, you know, it, we probably stand a better chance uh, working together. And I was always uh, attracted to working with a team and, you know, uh, working with multiple people. Um, so that was really, um, the Genesis of it was actually pretty cool. There was a, so this was back in, um, tw- I believe it was 2018, uh, and Infinity War was coming out, uh, Avengers Infinity War and someone from Marvel Studios, uh, actually reached out to my high school and cause they know that we're like a famous, like arts high school in the city. And so they were saying, you know, we want some fan art. We want you guys to make fan art. And there's apparently, I, I never saw it, but apparently there at the premiere of Infinity War, the the world premiere, there was uh, like a fan art section. Uh, and they were looking to fill, you know, some slots uh, with fan art. Uh, and there was particular interest in animation. So I had... Um, you know, so my studio started in the classroom, like I said, and I, I, uh, we had just kind of formed around Cleos, and this project presented itself. And I was like, you know, we need to do like a two minute, you know, animated video. Um, and yeah, that was like kind of the start of it. Um, and everybody pitched in their ideas. We wanted black Panther in and we wanted it to kind of revolve around Spider-Man Um, and we only had, we didn't even have a lot of time. We only had like, I think like, I believe like three weeks, it was like two to three weeks. Like I got the rough cut done in two weeks. I was editing and polishing for the pat for the the next week, but we only had our spring break. So it was about like seven of us and I, I pulled, we all pulled together. Um, and, uh, I believe I storyboarded. Uh, I believe I storyboarded it. it. It was such a long time ago. I've done so many projects uh, that it's, it's hard to remember. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Everybody had you know, different ideas and um, we, we had all these fun uh, Marvel superhero characters uh, and you know, legend has it, it was shown uh, at the fan art section uh, at the premiere. I, I Like I said, I never like uh, got to see it, but they, they sent us uh, tickets to the premiere of Infinity War. Um, they sent us some merch, uh, you know, like small stuff like that is, uh, is what we got back. Um, but nonetheless, it was a really cool project uh, to be a part of. Uh, and who knows, maybe uh, some of the Avengers saw it.
0: I, I have no idea, actually. Wow. (laughs) That's actually pretty incredible that you uh, were given that opportunity Um, and and you went went with it because I'm sure plenty of people were just like, "Uh, no, I'm good. Um, But that's pretty awesome. It sucks that you probably that that you didn't get to see it. And I'm sure it was there. Um, So I guess that I guess being, I guess, connected to to marvel in some way you you're throwing that on your resume i hope uh, uh
1: yeah yeah for sure <laughs> for sure that, so, you know that was like the initial start and um after after high school we uh i was taking on uh more different contract gigs and um working with uh other small producers who have like you know like um they might have a book or uh their own like IP that they want to, you know, turn into a show or a series. So I, I've made like um some pilots
0: uh with my team as well. That's uh, incredible. So. Yeah. So where did yeah. the name come from? Cleo Studios. That to to me, I don't see the connection between your name. Uh what, what's that?
1: Yeah, so uh so Cleos, um that was a big thing. We were trying to figure out. Uh, kind of the 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 ethos and uh, what we wanted the studio to mean. Um, personally, I didn't uh, really, I didn't want it to be like like Sanchez or Chavez Sanchez Productions or something. Like I wanted it, you know, to be a team, kind of something like bigger than you know just myself. Um, and so when I was trying to come up with like a, a cool uh, name for it, I wanted to pick a word that. Uh, something that resonated with me and, and described how I felt about animation. Uh, And so I kept trying to find this word and I couldn't find it. So I ended up making it. Um, And so Kleos uh, actually, it comes from a Greek, it comes from two words. It comes from a Greek word, uh, uh, Kleos, K-L-E-O-S, which kind of the very rough, uh, definition here. I don't have a a, a dictionary, but it's, um, it's essentially to achieve glory. Uh, and that, that's what, uh, Cleo's with a K means, like the old Greek word, uh, in essence. Uh, and then of course, uh, Cleo, C-L-E-O, uh, is beauty or highest point of interest. Um, so, you know, when, when, when most people, uh, talk about, uh, what they love to do. They'll, they'll say, this is their passion, or this is their dream. Uh, and, and those words, they just never really worked for me. Um, they never really described uh, the whole picture. So that was when I, I came up with the idea to, to combine those two uh, words and come up with Cleo's uh, C-L-E-O-S. Uh, and, you know, long story short uh your hobby is something you like to do but your kleos is the thing that you know you love to do you absolutely love to do this
0: whoa no that's awesome um i like that i like that 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 there's you know when creating your your company when creating your brand you gotta you gotta come up with something that's gonna that means something to you that has a connection to what you're trying to, to achieve and i think that's uh, pretty smart on your part same thing what we did here with creator flow you know the the the, the when you when, I'm not going to get into it, but the word flow has such a distinct meaning when it comes to creativity. So um, and it's the highest level of just, you know, just just being, you know, when, oh, you're, yeah. when you're in a state of flow. So, but anyway, um, that's great. I love that. Um, so clearly you have a team with you. Was this always uh, the, the genesis? Was this always the idea that I'm going to have a team with me or, or were you going to do this solo?
1: It was always the team thing, actually, uh, for Cleos. Because um, if it was solo, it would have just been, you know, Sugar Sanchez. Mm-hmm. And I, I, had, I had been making films, you know, uh, like my whole life since I was a kid. And it was called Sanchez Films, like when I was a kid.
0: Of course, it wasn't
1: yeah. an LLC, but you know, like I'd, I'd put a little credit, you know, um, and that was what I would I would go under. But. Uh, with that, even just that first product that I mentioned, like I could not have done that by myself. It would not have happened mm-hmm. uh, if I didn't have uh, a team of very talented animators with me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, people, uh, one guy, um, my buddy Harlan, he did the character designs. Um, my friend uh, Tiana, she she was a fantastic character animator way better than I was. She did some of the best scenes uh, in, in the, uh, in the animation, um, and like I said, we only had like two weeks, so I literally wouldn't have been able to do it, um, you know, by myself. Um, but you know, in the past few years, that the teams changed uh, like drastically. Like none of the people I started with, for the most part, only only one person um, I've I still kind of uh, kept around, hmm. and uh, wow. or they rather they rather stuck
0: around, I should say. Wow. Um. That's interesting that it, it's been able to thrive and grow despite the changes. That's, um, I guess, a testament to what you're trying to do there. Um, something I always ask people when they're on the show, and I think, obviously, you, you just uh, pointed to it for uh, a few seconds ago, which is you've been drawing since you were young.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how young? And I think... The the next question is, so has a lot of other people, but what what stood out to you and said this is what I want to do with my life?
1: Yeah, so um, so I I uh, when I was like really young, I used to steal my mom's post-it notes, <laughs> and I used to make little flip books, uh, and that was pretty much the start of it. Like I literally learned how to hold my pencil upright cause I was holding it crooked uh, on the post-it notes so that I could fit my pencil between the, pa- the pages. Um, I, um, I just, I, I was always kind of fascinated uh, by it. Um, whatever little stories uh, I could tell even like uh, simple doodles uh, moving around on a flip book. Um, and I was just, I was very drawn to it, you know? Um, and uh, I love uh, animation. I love um, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. So, all, all those uh, big fantasy stories, uh, I was definitely a huge fan of, a uh, huge, huge geek. Um, but I, I, always, uh, I always really loved animation. And that was kind of my, like, I, I didn't pick up a film camera, surprisingly, but I, I would do a stop motion. If you gave me a camera, I would do a stop motion. I wouldn't have done a film. So it was you know that animation was always like my uh, storytelling language um but I guess what uh what made me you know really kind of lock in is uh, my, my dad's an artist uh, okay. and when I was like five uh he 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 told me he was like uh and apparently he didn't even real he was just saying this he didn't think anything would come of it but he, he sat me down uh, and he would tell me, like, you should figure out, you know, what you want to do now, because if you do that, you'll be ahead of everybody, like, for the rest of your life. Um, and that sounds like a really stressful thing to tell a five-year-old, but <laughs> it's it's actually, if you think about it, it's only stressful because of, like, like, when you ask that question to somebody that's older or that can understand, like, actual adulting and you know responsibilities and consequences. That's why a question like that is scary uh, to, to an adult or to any you know kid over a certain age. But when you're when you have like no conception of that and somebody's just like, hey, like what do you like to do? Like what what do you what would what what would be your dream job? Like like as a kid when you have no conception of uh, money or all, because, you know, people now, you, you ask them, I want to make what's going to, it's going to make me money. I want to choose, you know, the safe option or, or the responsible option. Right. But as a kid, I had no, you know, you wouldn't have any uh, reason uh, to, to actually be stressed at that question. So um, I had already been doing it. So it was just like, okay, I I, uh, I, I want to do this. You know, I, I want to do this, and and for a while I thought it was um, I thought it was comic books, um, but I think the other thing is just in doing you kind of it everything reveals itself. You know, like um, I I, uh, I I went on and I did a lot of stuff with comics. Um, like uh, when I was twelve, uh, I I sold comics at uh, at at Mocha Fest. Uh, which just passed here uh, in uh, in April, and and then I also did the New York Comic Con, uh, the big one when uh, when I was like I think I was twelve or thirteen. Um, but besides, like that was like kind of the height of me making comics, and I only made one and had it printed. Um, I made a I made several, but they weren't like like professional copies the way that I had them uh, at the Comic Cons. Um, but, you know, I noticed that I I wouldn't finish uh, my comics uh, when I was a kid. Um, but what I would finish is like uh, a 20 minute stop motion with my toys, which took way longer and like way more patience and dedication to finish something like that uh, as as opposed to like, you know, a 12 page comic. Um, so, you know. I, I thought for uh, a little bit, I thought that I wanted to do comics, even though I was uh, still animating and was super into it. Um, I thought that it was comics for a little bit, but my uh, my actions uh, were were clearly pointing in, in a different way when I was choosing to do the harder, uh, you know, comics are difficult, but when I, what I was doing wasn't really, it was like Captain Underpants uh, type stuff. So it was... You know, the fact that I would want to do uh, a much harder art form and medium, um, I think it just, you know, it, it spoke, it kind of spoke for itself.
0: That's, um, that's nice because there are so many avenues you clearly could have taken. Uh, but who's to say you can't go back to those? You know, I think that it's something I also bring up a lot is never stick to one thing uh, uh Always, I mean, obviously, if you're good at it, sure. I, I I guess, but especially in the world of art, drawing, and stuff like that, um, always, always go for any opportunity. I think. Um, so I think, obviously, yeah, you're creating an animation studio, but who's to say you can't make an animated comic book? You know, <laughs> yeah. like, come on, no. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs>
1: actually, uh, I'm actually illustrating a children's book, so
0: it. It's there you go. Like, Never thought you'd be doing that, right? Yeah, no, I didn't. Exactly. So it's just one of those things of just like, you know, never, never uh, say no to any opportunity handed to you. Um, Yeah, that's incredible that that your father was there for you. And I'm I'm sure is he still around? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure he's still a big focal point in in your development um, and a big inspiration. Um, So you had mentioned Star Wars. You mentioned Lord of the Rings. Obviously. Those are big, like, obviously some of the biggest film franchises of all time. Yeah. But in terms of animation, what, what what inspired you when you were a kid? What were you looking at that you were like, oh, I want to draw something like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess for, for uh, first of are they're, they're, they're super, you know, fantasy. So the work of animators is actually very prevalent in those films. Um, the work of concept artists, you know, you have, you, 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 on the one hand you have Lord of the Rings, right. Which is like fantasy. And of course they film so much of, you know, New Zealand, uh, for that movie, but you also have, uh, all the, the, the monsters and, and the, the orcs and all of the, the designs like there, there are artists who got paid, you right. know, make a living to, to do that, to, to bring that world to life. Uh, the castles, uh, the dragons, so it wasn't necessarily always like kind of the the spectacle that got it for me, um, uh, but you know something about Star Wars is super creative. Um, I mean, you know, Star Wars. It might even be more prevalent, right? Like all of the design for robots and uh, and stormtroopers and spaceships. Um, so I always loved that about about those films. Like looking at them was uh, was always super exciting, and it just it got my imagination uh, soaring. Um, but I also really like the stories. I think that, um, you know, there's plenty of animators that their favorite uh, movies might be, you know, live-action films, um, just just because of, like, what the story means and, and how it progresses and what it does.
0: Yeah, we, you and I could sit down and probably have a five-hour conversation about Star Wars. I, I'm sitting in a room currently... It has at least four or five pieces of artwork from Star Wars. <laughs> so uh, massive fan. Uh, yeah. Some of my favorite books of all time, uh, in terms, of, in terms of, of, of art books are the, uh, when, a mo- when the movies come out and they, they release the art of you know said movie. Yeah, and I'm always picking up the Star Wars ones. Pixar ones are great. Um,
1: yeah, my, I mean, my middle name is Jedi, so
0: <laughs> is it really?
1: Yeah, I was I was born with it. it no it, 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 way,
0: <laughs> that's incredible. So take it, your dad, huge fan. Mom, huge yeah, fan. Uh, that's 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 wow. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that.
1: Yeah, I mean my my mother's name is is uh, Amalinda, and uh, I have a twin sister. So my dad was was super stoked. I mean, you know, Queen yes. Amalala yeah. giving birth to very,
0: twins, very similar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking hilarious! Oh man, I'm gonna be thinking about that all day. Um, so yeah, so anyway, so yeah, you mentioned you mentioned so not necessary, not necessarily animated films or cartoons got you interested, but it was the thought process that went into developing these live action movies, and the thought, and I guess the notion of maybe one day you could be one of those people on set, coming up and developing uh, some of the the. well now classic iconography for 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 star wars or other movies i suppose um is that something you would love to be creating with Clio studios and and being one of those those places
1: yeah well i would say the the influence with it would be would be more story like i i would love to make a a fantasy epic like at least let's do it You know, like that, that has to happen. It's going to happen a few times probably, but, yeah. um, my, my ultimate, like, uh, like my childhood dream has always been to do some sort of fantasy epic. Um, but, uh, I wanted to start off, uh, small with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, down to earth dramas, more, more in the, in the Pixar realm, um, kind of, kind of stuff like that. So, uh, my my uh our first short film uh is actually going to be coming out pretty soon we're going to submit it to a whole bunch of film festivals um but i'm probably going to do like a private screening in may uh which i'm really excited about and you would think with you know like star wars and all these uh things that i like that it would be like some immediate like fantasy like that i would jump into that but right. I actually wanted to just, um, there's a whole, I I could get into a whole thing with that and we, we totally can, but before I do, you know, just kind of briefly, um, I wanted to start off with something more down to earth. Uh, even though like my childhood dream has always been to do a big, uh, fantasy epic. Um, so that, that might be, that might be like further down the line and I'm totally fine with that. Um, but I know that you know, at the core of uh, all these uh, stories, uh, there's really great characters uh, with you know great motivation, uh, a, a lot of internal conflict. I love that. I love that aspect of Lord of the Rings, uh, especially with Frodo, that he doesn't just have this, you know mon- monumentous journey to get all the way to Mordor. Uh, I mean, you have like the physical aspect, right, which is that he's this tiny guy, and there's all these like crazy monsters and orcs and this whole war ahead of him. Uh, and he's walking barefoot. He doesn't even have shoes. <laughs> so you have that very physical aspect that he's got to walk across country. And then you also have this internal struggle that he's going through all the way up until the end, which is that, you know, the ring is uh, is the temptation of putting it on. Uh, and And it, it's kind of sway over him just keeps growing. Um, so I love internal conflict. So just like things like that, I want to get, I want to get my writing chops and my story skills really tight with those core things, uh, and then weaving all of the fantasy and all of the fun stuff in the spaceships, uh, that stuff will kind of come after, I think.
0: That's genius. I think that's essential too in 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 developing these stories. There's too many things that are out there that don't have this this. Um, well, you said it right. I guess core. There's no. There's no. You can't really. You gotta. Every story has to be dwindled down to the basics. Beginning, exactly. middle, end. What's going on? What's the journey that this said character is going to go on? Yeah. And if you can't find that, if you don't have that, even if. <laughs> And sadly for some cases there's a lot of things that are that are produced that are seen on YouTube or, or even big movies that yeah. I don't think they sat down and said, you know what, what is the real crux of this story? Where's my character going from beginning to end? And uh, it's it's sad to watch sometimes. It's yeah. it's it's you know, like all this money or whatever and time. Forget the money the time that was wasted <laughs> to make this horrible piece of work. Um, yeah. And I think that's part of where the Hobbit movies lie. I mean, if, if you want to connect that, there's yeah. no real sense of what is going on other than uh, let's stretch this out as much as we can to make a bunch of money. Uh, yeah. But that, that is what it is. But, but that is true. I think it's important to find out, you know, what, what are we creating here at Clio studios? Like, what is a movie we're going to make uh, going to have any purpose is there going to be any real meaning behind it? And I think you have to find that in everything you make. I think it's essential. absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah, that's that's always kind of you know at the core of it. Um, you know, and what's been really interesting because uh, now we're we're really talking about story and writing, right? We're not even talking about uh, about animation. And like I said, animation's like my storytelling language. Yeah. So I uh recently uh have realized uh that i thought my Cleos was strictly animating being an animator but i've come to find out it's more along the lines of writing mm-hmm. because and writing and storytelling because um animation particularly uh traditional animation i'm talking like hand-drawn stuff old school cartoons right. um anime, anime two, um, that is quite literally storytelling down to the 24th of the second, because there are 24 drawings flashing in front of your eyes per second that an animator has to do. So when you're, when you're doing that, of course, you're always focusing on the character and their feelings and how they're shifting through emotions, through drawings, but it's such a, it's such, it's like you're at the end of the hill, or you're like at the bottom of a mountain, rather. And then the writer is like at the top, because you can see the whole thing kind of zooming out at the big picture. Uh, whereas an animator, you're, you're very much in literally uh, the 24th of the second. So it, it's, it's um, that was a, something that I noticed uh, working on, uh, this recent picture that I've been doing, uh, that, you know, I, uh, wasn't thinking as much about the story because I was focusing on every small individual part as an animator. Um, Mm. and so, you know, I'm kind of, um, it's very interesting because I've worked my whole life, uh, on my animation skills, which, which uh, they're not going anywhere. They're, they're all obviously going to be, uh, in use, uh, in, in future projects and stuff, but, um, I'm like at the top of, oh, oh, I'm not at the top of the hill, but my skills have significantly grown, uh, with animation through practice, uh, through, uh, teachers, through seeking out, uh, teachers and seeking out to learn more, which I'd love to get kind of more into that. Cause I didn't go to college. Um, after high school, I went right into the industry. Um, but what I'm trying to say is I, I built my skills up with animation uh, for so long only to realize I have to do the same thing, you know, with, with writing. um, And I have to write a lot, you know, like when I first started drawing, I wasn't very good. Uh, And, you know, that's kind of what I'm doing now with writing. Um, Even though I I think I'm, I think I'm pretty good. (laughs) I think I have good instincts. Um, I think that, yeah, I think I th- I know that I have good instincts and that the stories I'm making uh, have purpose and that they mean something. And um, but it's it's a it's a totally different language writing, and it's a different you know journey. So that's something that I've been noticing is uh, you know that that's a whole different uh, it's like a whole different world. Um, but I've been so kind of close in orbit to it. Uh, for, you know, for my whole life. So it, it's just it's very interesting.
0: Listen, some of the best filmmakers understand. Uh, let's say director specifically understand how other aspects of their team works. You can't just be a director and ex- expect uh, uh, that that's all you need to know. You need to know the ins and outs of other aspects of your of your of your work. You need to know how the writers think, yeah. how the how the cameraman's thinking. You know all this stuff. You have to figure all that out. And if you don't understand the crux of the other people, the the, the, the jobs, then you're, you're it's going to be an abject failure. And it's important that you, as an animation studio, understand. Like, look at Pixar. Like the the like for so many people, uh, it's one of the youngest uh, studios. One of the most obviously <laughs> uh, uh, the. Obviously bought, eventually bought by Disney, and connected with Disney since the beginning. Uh, 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 achieved uh, studios; they they accomplished so much uh, in such a short amount of time. What twenty six years they've only been around, or oh, something yeah. like that. Um, and and obviously they, the the reason is all the money that was flowed into them. that. That's there's that, but money doesn't always buy greatness. Um, you know, obviously yeah. Steve Jobs, Lucas. But my point to that is they've changed the game to the point where when you watch a Pixar movie, you kind of forget it's animated. You kind of think it was developed in live action. And a lot of the films are developed in live action and they go from there and they figure out. So again, it's important you understand the language of, of movie making um, before you start making anything.
1: Even they say that story is king. Yeah. Like that's their biggest thing, because you know, at the end of the day, like you can have fantastic animation. It, it can be really good animation, but if the story isn't there, yeah, it's kind of a waste of everybody's time, right? Like, you know, if the animators are gonna do that and they're gonna put all their heart and soul into it, you better hope it's a good story, you know.
0: It's story's huge. Look at look at turning red, look at inside out, look at Toy Story, like just name it they've done an incredible job. And I, and the only reason I'm picking on Pixar is because that, that's just what came into my head, but there's constant, uh, uh, studios that are coming up and studios that are a Ghibli and all that stuff. And, and you name it, I can't even think of a lot of them, but there's so many out there that are just, they, they get it. Stories first. Um, they can reinvent the, you can't really reinvent the wheel. So stories, stories key, but
1: I was just going to say, I, I like thinking about it, uh, like an orchestra, Yes. So like you know, I for a while I was playing like every instrument. Like when I was a kid, I was like doing everything. Right? Wasn't doing it very well, but I was doing everything. And then Cleo's was the first. Was there was a few you know times because uh, I was in that art school, so naturally I would be kind of put in uh, leadership positions for different projects and stuff. But um, that Marvel video was like the first time that I I was really working with other people on a on a project and you know we have a deadline and we have to get it done at a certain time and stuff um and you know that was when i started realizing like you know film is a collaborative medium um and that you know you have a whole orchestra of people that all play their instruments differently and they all you know have different specialties and and do different things um you know and understanding you know, the writer is essentially the composer. The director is essentially the conductor, uh, and then you know all of the other instruments. Uh, those, those—that's that's the studio. That's all the artists, the animators, the background painters, um, the riggers, uh, the 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 inbetweeners, the cleanup artists. Um, you know, that's 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 what that is. Uh, kind of understanding the difference between that because. Um, particularly with this last picture that I was working on um, there's plenty of times where I'll ask uh, and, and I, and I love them and, and I'm, I need to surround myself with people that uh, that give feedback that won't just be, you know, yes people. They're never yes people. I wish they were, they're never yes people. They're always okay. You know, this is good, but let's change this or what's up with this color or, you know, it's, they're, they're always giving animator notes and, and, you know, I, we, we all want that cause we all, all want, you know, the best product. So I wouldn't have it any other way, but sometimes when it comes down like to showing them a script, um they, they won't, they, they don't give me like what I'm looking for in terms <laughs> of feedback. They, they go right into like, how, how is that going to look? And I'm like, we, we don't need to know how it's going to look like, do do you get the story? Do you like? Yeah. Do, does this does this follow? So that that's you know that was something that um, you know that's when I really started realizing it's like a totally different language that I'm asking them to speak. I, I can get feedback on uh, an animation on some rough animation that I did, and they'll be able to give me feedback. That's great, but on a script, I, I can't ask the animators all the time. I'll still ask them, but I, I always know like. <laughs> They're not going to give me, you know, what I'm looking for because it's just a
0: different language, you know? Sure. Totally yeah. different instrument. Well, I'm your perfect not yes man, so send it my way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, but uh, that's that, that's a good point, though. That's a good point. They're not in that world. That's not their thing. Um, but it goes back to what we were just talking about. Get involved in everything. And I mean, they, they seem to be, you know, pretty fine with what they're doing, but... I think it's important that everyone develops their tool set, and and you don't have to be a whiz at it all. You just have to have a knowledge of it, and have an understanding, and then that'll. And I don't know your animators. I'm not calling them out. I'm just saying it will give them an, a better understanding, and I bet they'll see that their work will be better for it. Um, and and I think that's that's key. I think that's pretty big. I there's a lot of things that. Um, there's a lot of books out there that you could read about just anything. Pick up a book, read it, check it out, and and you'll be blown away. By the next time you put pen to paper or or a uh, Wacom stick to pa- to <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to screen cool. a yeah. uh, tablet, uh, it, it'll it'll change maybe how you how how you view what you're about to do. I think it's I yeah. Think it's
1: I mean, they're they're definitely uh excellent of course, uh, of course. for critique and and. They, they, they totally understand storytelling um it's just you know it, it's like the the guy on percussion in the orchestra like doesn't he may not be the best person to ask about uh how hows sure. you know yeah, yeah. like like they're
0: not
1: gonna be they're not gonna give the best uh advice on dialogue yeah. like, for example you know um sometimes they do though sometimes they're like yeah this doesn't sound natural yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's always big, you know making the story sound natural. Um something I've actually discussed with, with Peter last time he was on here, uh, was the idea that uh, and I, I talk about this also with my photography, uh, photographer guests. And it's the idea that that equipment must be the most expensive thing in the world for you to be good. And obviously that's a load of shit. But my the reason I bring that up is um, YCOM, I just mentioned them, right? They're considered the go to standard. Their multi thousand dollar machines have to be used uh, by so many people, so they say. Uh, yet, Peter was telling me he uses a company, and I forget what it's called. I think it's X Pen. Yeah. Um, I use Hueon. I love mm-hmm. them. I think they're fantastic. They're like a quarter or half of the price of what a fucking Wacom would cost you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what what do you use?
1: Yeah, so I think um, I think my dad used an X pen, but his stopped working for some reason. Mm. Like they didn't update the driver or something. Right. I use uh, a Wacom One. It's a, a small, like thirteen inch uh, Cintiq, um, and I love it. I got like two for the studio. Um, it's it's been a, a huge game changer. For a while, I was using uh, a small tablet like that that didn't yeah. have a screen, where where you're you're drawing and you're off on this black tablet and you have the screen. I hate that Yeah, I did that for like seven
0: years. Oh my god.
1: I got used to it. It, it was like normal for me, um, but. After switching to Cintiq, my drawing is like so much better because I can literally see where my pencil or you know uh, uh, where my pen is hitting the screen, yeah. where that line, like that connection, uh, is is super important. Um, but now the Wacom one is great. Um, how, but
0: how big is your that Wacom one?
1: It's like it's like thirteen inches. So, and it's, yeah. actually, it's not that expensive either. I think yeah, it's like
0: it's like four hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, but my, my, the reason I brought up, and I'm it's not a blast against Wacom, it's just like uh, there are so many. I mean, I guess there's two other great companies that are out there that I just mentioned that, f- for the size and what you can get with them, they're just. I think it's more bang for your buck. The higher end Wacom's are, is what I was most mostly focused on, and they oh, yeah. really they'll they'll that. bankrupt you. Yeah. Um, like there's there's like an eight thousand dollar one for no reason like but i get it like i get it um it's not for you know the smaller person it's for like the big you know uh industry leading people that they can afford it um but yeah find a good one for those that are listening and uh and uh, work from there. Pen and paper? There's nothing wrong with that, and, you know. Like you just scan your photos onto the computer and trace over. That's what I used to do, and I still do because I have a lot of pencil work that I'm trying to make digital, and the only way is by tracing over it. Um, with a mouse. No, I have I, I have the tablet, but uh, for some people that's what they need to do, or they get a really cheap like the the black screen thing you were saying.
1: Yeah, um, well that. So I was actually I was. Uh, Going to get a new one. Like it was like, I think it's been a, only a year. I was gonna go get a new, um, like regular tablet. Uh, they're like they're like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, and the one I had, I had I had the same one for almost seven years, and the wire was literally like giving out on it because it, was, <laughs> it wasn't even Bluetooth. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a Bluetooth one. Screw it. So I went to Best Buy. And then I see this brand new Wacom one next to it for like a couple hundred more, and it has the screen. And I was like, "Yo, I gotta get this immediately." Um, so yeah, that that not uh, you know uh, small small plug uh, for Wacom, but uh, <laughs> now I, I really like that one. If if I know that there's the alternative. Uh, uh, like the XP pen, I, I've I've heard of uh, a on too, um, and yeah, I mean you know uh, the reason. Everybody has uh, their
0: There's a plug for all three of them. The reason I picked you on is because I was watching. They had uh, their 13 or 16 inch versus Wacom's, and this guy did like this whole breakdown, and uh, it was like again like double the price, and the pen is what bothered me the most because I've used things where the pen is just the lag that the lag on the pen the yeah. the that you're touching here but it's really drawing over there it, it, you could have calibrated it 30 times doesn't matter and and the way that this guy described the the Huey on pen to me I was like oh it's literally just looks like the Wacom pen like they, somehow they stole the tech or someone someone whatever did uh did something really smart and uh I was like okay better for me cuz also I'm not an animator by trade like that's not my career so like i wasn't gonna shove out double the price (laughs) yeah 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 Uh, a studio like yours or or people like you like that 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 is there obviously the whole business is behind animation yeah of course um but for someone like me at home who who's merely just uh just creating out of his head just for just for fun um, yeah not worth the the price tag but they're great they're all great um the only thing is, they come. some of them come from overseas if you buy directly from them, and so it's gonna take forever for it to get here. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend buying it on Amazon or buying it in person at like a B&H for those that are listening. But the reason I bring all that up too, it's a long long segue of, of sponsorship that wasn't really sponsors, <laughs> but <laughs> the reason I bring it up is, what, what uh, a message do you have for young artists that are out there that are thinking of getting into animation, what should they buy what should they what should they uh, focus on you know what what do I, I i don't know how old you are i don't know but I'm, i am I'm 22 you're 22 oh, so you're still you're you're part of the demographic i was thinking about. <laughs> so um yeah so who what would you tell young girl people than you uh, okay. who are either listening to this cuz they're like 10 or 22
1: okay sure uh so for for younger kids, I would just say uh, start start how I did. Like, just start with like flipbooks. Start with paper and pencil. You know, it, it's very cheap. You don't need anything for that. Um, I think a lot of people get hung up on software and hardware early on, like because that's the world that we live in. It's like, oh, what app did you use to make this in, and right. you know, all of that type of stuff. And that you know, th- they're just tools like that's like getting hung up on like what type of like hammer to build like uh, what type of hammer to buy right like it's just a tool like you need to learn how to build um and that's that's the the critical thing uh so i would just start you know start by uh yeah I, i think flipbooks is honestly like a great way to start to be honest um and um if you're interested if you're somebody that's interested that's kind of what this is for um i would just say do some you know some flipbooks. Um stop motion is really great that's really accessible now like you could get uh, a great uh, stop motion app on your phone i think it's called stop motion studio pro um and yeah it's, really, been,
0: yeah.
1: it's really easy to use and it's actually pretty uh it's it's a, it's a pretty great app Um, you know, I was editing my first stop motions in like iMovie or Window Maker. So I, you know, starting out, I did not have any, uh, high level stuff at all. Um, I just, you know, made do with what I had. Uh, and yeah, like, um, I think, uh, every animator should try stop motion. Um, just because, and this is for your, if you're interested in it, right. Uh reason being because like if you're gonna do animation it takes an extraordinary amount of patience um and yeah i mean it, it just it takes a, a lot of patience um a lot of concentration and you know that's like your whole afternoon making an animation uh and so you know why spend all this money on all this uh hardware and software that is probably going to be uh way too complicated for you to figure out uh if especially if you don't have anybody to like help you learn it um you know why do that what when you can just you know do some down-to-earth stuff just uh you know get some toys have some fun grab a camera uh that's what i would recommend to anybody that's interested uh in animation not actively doing it not you know, not not those not those uh, individuals, but for kids that are you know just interested, uh, you know stuff like that. Because you you don't want it, to. It's not about the software, and that's what a lot of um, younger people don't understand. They think it's about that, and it's it's really not. Like the software is only part of it. You have to learn actually how to animate uh, and. That's a whole that's a whole thing in you know in, in and of itself, like just learning how to do it. Uh and then the software uh kind of comes. So I would just say keep drawing. Uh and I didn't start out with anything fancy. Um, as I've as I've mentioned, like that was actually the the most fun part about doing a stop motion. I think I think any animator, like if you're gonna do 3D, if you're like any animator should do a stop motion just because it's kind of like the quintis- the quintessential animation experience because you know you take a picture you move it a little bit take a picture move it a little bit take a picture it, it's it just it takes so much time uh, and patience um, and you know it, a lot of dedication and y- y- you can just use whatever you have at home you know uh, make a little space in your room uh, get 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 a lamp from the garage uh, you know, put, put a tarp over your window. If you don't have a blinds, you know, to keep the light out so that the light is the same, um, uh, you know, stuff like that, like build a little set with household objects, cardboard, uh, you could draw a background, you know, like that was how I started. I, I just used whatever I had, um, you know, y- you'll, you'll find an early problem is going to be uh, how do I keep the camera from being shaky? <laughs> uh, and you have to have a really secure uh, camera setup. So you know that's when and and I didn't have this. I did not have anything fancy again. so I, I would build like stuff I, I'd build like uh, like like phone cases with Legos uh, to specifically hold my phone in the right position so that it wouldn't move. That's what I would do. I didn't have any of the fancy, uh, you know, phone arms that, that they sell on Amazon now for super cheap. They didn't sell those, you know, when I was making stop motion. So I just, I just made, you know, do with, with, uh, with what I had. Um, so yeah, that, that's really what it, what it boils down to. And and I think it's, uh, it'll get you thinking creatively. It'll, it'll, uh, get you, uh, thinking resourcefully. Um, and, uh, that's how you want to be, you know, as an artist uh, and as a creative, you, you want to be resourceful. You, you don't ever want to say, I can't do something when uh, the opportunity strikes.
0: Love that. Love that. I mean, yeah. Great, good advice to kids or just anybody um, that are just trying to get involved. Um, I oh, And
1: maybe, maybe I just want to add one thing um, for the people that are animating, if you're that rare kid that is animating at like twelve or ten, um, or you're 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 older, you know you could be eighteen and you could uh, have been. There's a lot of kids uh, animating on their iPad. Um, um, you know, a lot of young adults doing that type of stuff. Uh, what you could do is, um, or, or one thing that you you should look at because I, I mentioned I didn't I didn't go to college. Um, you need to know if you're a a traditional animator, like hand-drawn person, uh, you need to study the 12 principles of animation. You need to own a copy of the Animator Survival Kit. This is absolutely a plug, 100%. (laughs) Richard Williams uh, is uh, the author of the book. Uh, He is a a brilliant animator. yeah, he, he, he's absolute brilliant animator, but the 12 principles, you know, animation's an art form that's been around uh, for almost a hundred years now. Um, I think it's been a hundred years actually, uh, as of 2022. Um, but animation uh, that you see kind of at the pinnacle uh, in the thirties and forties uh, with, with, with like the Disney films, right? Um, all those animators, uh, they developed all these rules and, and, um, you know, uh, just kind of guidelines. I, I, I don't, I don't say rules in, in like kind of a bad way. These are good rules. These are rules that will help you make, you know, uh, actual animation that, uh, that looks good. If, If you're, I mean, if you're doing, you know, kind of more abstract stuff, then of course this doesn't apply to that. But if you, you know, you grew up on most kind of pop culture, any cartoons, any animation, that's all the 12 principles. Um, so if you're somebody that's already animating, uh, you should definitely study the 12 principles. Um, I know other fantastic animators that they haven't, you know, had any formal training um, and uh, in in a, in a school, like in a school, uh, but they're Uh, they have the Animator Survival Kit, and that's been, like, their thing. So um, I think it's especially relevant, you know, to kind of the older crowd, because uh, if you want to study animation, uh, let's just say in the States, it's super expensive. Um, Art schools are uh, ridiculously pricey. Um, You know, (laughs) if you can get in and and you can make that work, then that's fantastic. But I think it's, uh, before the pandemic, it was something like, 78% 78% of Americans uh, live uh, paycheck to paycheck, um, which I wholeheartedly believe that, and that was like before the pandemic. So if, um, you know, if you're able to make that work, then that's fantastic, good for you. You'll be in a, in a p- position where you're surrounded by other artists, and that's always great. Um, if you can find an affordable route uh, for your education, because there's a lot of alternatives, it's not just the private schools, Um, then that's fantastic. Uh, but you know, uh, it it, it, it may not work for you. And, and that that's, I I think that that's totally okay. Um, you, uh, you never have to stop learning. And that's the big thing, uh, with animation. Uh, if you've ever seen, uh, like really fantastic artists that, that they can draw things like super hyper-realistic, um, They've always, they've always trained. They've always learned. It's always been like, they weren't born that way. It it took a lot of work to get there uh, and to become, you know, a master uh, at their craft. Um, And it's the same thing, you know, with animation. So uh, the 12 principles is a a fantastic, you know, kind of uh, uh, guidelines uh, that, that were created, you know, uh, over like, you know, maybe I think less than hundred years ago, they were created. Uh, and so, you know, why reinvent the wheel when you can uh, have a whole guidebook uh, on how to do it? So that's what I would recommend, you know, if, if, if the institutions fail you and you, you're, you're somebody that is determined and, and you wanna learn uh, this art form uh, of animation, uh, particularly uh, traditional cell animation, um, then you should absolutely own a copy of the Animator Survival Kit.
0: Plug over. The great plug, though. Yeah. Great points. Yeah. Um, I got. I gotta get it now. <laughs> Maybe they'll become a sponsor with this uh, show. But yeah. um, <laughs> no, you, you, everything you said is uh, is 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 right on, spot on. Um, yeah, man. Well, well said. I love it. So uh, we, we, we are, we're we're going to wrap up this episode now. A lot more things I want to ask you, but we've kind of hit our one-hour mark. Um, where can we find you on social media or wherever to, to watch your stuff and connect with you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, our social media is Cleo Studios, C-L-E-O-S, uh, Studios. Um, that's also, uh, if you've added .com, that's our website. Um, so the trailer for our new film is up. It's called, I haven't even mentioned it. It's called train of thought. Um, and I know we're about to wrap up, uh, but I just wanted to, you know, kind of quickly, uh, share a bit about it. Um, we've been working on it for four years. Uh, it's not really a short film. It's kind of long. It's like, uh, 18 minutes. Um, and it's, uh, to the point of kind of a, a, down to earth drama, Uh, It's about a young person uh, on their way, uh, really at a crossroads, like kind of speak to the 18-year-old. And this person is deciding uh, whether or not to follow their Clios and to uh, do what they love or to do uh, to kind of stay inside the box uh, and uh, take the safe route or do what society wants them to do. Um, And um, yeah, this is their train of thought as they uh, make that decision. Uh, and uh, you guys already know what Cleos means. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to, to also uh, mention that, that the trailer's already up. The film uh, should be done in May. That's when we're going to try and do our screening. Uh, so any other information on that, you can totally check that out uh, on our website and uh, on our socials.
0: Awesome. Well, kind of like an origin story, if you will, for Clio Studios. I like that.
1: (laughs) Definitely. uh, In in terms of uh, a coming of age, yeah. Coming of age, you know, specifically about Clio's uh, and uh, about, you know, that word. And um, it was something that all of my, uh, my peers, uh, I guess I went to an art high school. So uh, it was something that all of us kind of, um, uh, related to in in one way or another that that story
0: mm. hey man well that, that i'm excited to see that thanks for being on the show that was that was awesome man
1: cool yeah thanks for having that, me, that
0: was that was a lot of fun